You're listening to Journey of Drifting Clouds. Welcome back to Season 2. Hi, I'm Kumi. I reside in Vancouver, British Columbia. Sharing stories has some healing effects, and it allows me to feel more. Through my losses, I've learned that feeling the feelings is the only way for me to cope and move forward. So I decided to talk about my journey of grief and loss and many other things. I'm still exploring how to feel the feelings, but this is my journey. This is a place for me to become vulnerable, but at the same time, I become real as well. It's not just the death that we experience grief from. We experience all kinds of losses, changes, and adjustments here and there. And grief is ultimately necessary in our lives to feel joy and love. But grief is powerful, and it is something we hardly ever talk about. So I'm here to talk more. I'll be doing this podcast in two languages English and Japanese. Last but not least, if you'd like to share your stories of loss and grief, please send me a message. We can talk on the podcast together, or I would be happy to read out your story where you have options of being anonymous as well. As of February 2024, it's been two years and five months, almost two and a half years since Chris passed away. There's not a day I don't think about him. Random memories would pop up about Chris or things we did together here and there on a daily basis. There are times I would just lie down in my bed and remember how he took his last breath. Right where I am sleeping now. The images of the moment he passed away stuck vividly and it never faded away. I would come across social media posts or news about glioblastoma and those would make me think about him. I'd take a bus to commute and would remember what an excellent transit operator Chris was. Little pieces in my surroundings remind me of Chris many, many times. And it's been like this for the last two and a half years. At first, thinking of him caused so much pain. And even if I was remembering Chris, it was filled with sadness. I struggled so much to process my own feelings and wasn't sure if I was making any process. The grief paralyzed me to the point I forgot how to take basic care of myself, my diet, sleeping habits, hygiene, and so on. I think I've done a lot of healing despite the constant battle against loneliness and isolation. Not to mention how lucky I am to have friends and families who'd hear me out when I talk about Chris. I'm so fortunate. That people listen to my podcast. Listeners out there, you have been part of my journey. Some of my friends may not know Chris, 
but it healed me when there was an acknowledgement of his existence when I shared stories. Looking back, it's only been two and a half years. And at the same time, it's already been two and a half years. Time can be subjective, I realized. Grieving and healing. Grieving is healing. It will never stop. And each and every one of us grieve and heal differently. There's definitely not a timeline for that. For a while, I was thinking about where the pain went. As I contemplated more, I realized that it would be a lie if I say that I am not hurt anymore. Now that I reflect on it, Chris's absence isn't hurting me as much. It's not occupying my heart as much. One thing Chris explicitly told me a couple months before his passing was for me to be happy. And I promised to him that I will. And I want to keep our promise by choosing to be happy. And my heart was salvageable to feel gratitude, even in a darkest time. That was enough for me to be happy. And I guess pain and happiness coexisted. And in order for them to coexist, I think I needed a bigger heart. So, in conclusion, the pain isn't gone. But my heart got big enough to take it and process it.